Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Recipe for Success, brought to you by Junior Achievement of South Florida. I'm your host, Lori Salarulo, and I am proud to be the president and CEO of this amazing organization. So our mission is to create future entrepreneurs, teach students about careers and industries, and of course, about personal finance. And so this show is dedicated to featuring leaders and entrepreneurs who our children can learn from, uh, as well as us adults. Uh, and so I have learned so much from all of our guests uh, on, on the show. And so this week will be no different for sure. Um, and so our guest this week is a serial entrepreneur and his name is Vaughn Dugan. And I am going to introduce him. And I can't even give his affiliation because there are so many that uh, I don't want to just stick to one. Well, hello there. How are you? Hi, Lori. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you. Um, so I just, we, we had the chance to chat a little bit. Um, first of all, how are you doing uh, through all of this family? You know, how are you coping? Um, every, everyone's okay. Uh, you know, maintaining a level of sanity. We're doing quite a bit of uh, philanthropic work at the time, keeping uh, our minds occupied. Uh, like a lot of people, this has also been a really good opportunity to spend time with family and, yeah. uh, and get creative and, and explore more businesses and more ideas. You know, somebody asked me uh, the last few days are like, so how are you doing? And what are you doing with junior achievement? And I go, I guess I'm down to two P's, pivot and plan, yeah. pivot and plan. Because every time we plan, we have to pivot because yeah. something changes, right? Yeah. Um, and this whole re-entry, right, about when things will reopen and all of that, it changes almost daily. So, so we're pivoting and planning, and I'm sure you're doing a lot of the same thing. Um, and so I do want to talk a little bit about, you have several businesses. Yes. Um, and so I, I, as we put it when we spoke, uh, you're addicted to entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, I got a problem. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, there are treatment centers for this, I yeah. think. Um, if not, maybe we should start one. <laughs> I, think, um, I, think, I think this is this is a start right here. This is therapy. So This is therapy. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah, but you're in my kitchen. I don't have a couch for you, so we'll have to do it in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk first about the uh, Cooler Crate business and Cooler Kits. Um, talk a little bit about that, how you got started with that, why you got started, and, and what it's all about. So I'll start with Cooler Crate. Uh, Cooler Crate is a uh, teacher-focused crowdfunding platform for teachers to obviously crowdfund for the um, school supplies and other necessary um, learning tools and in-classroom tools, downloadable curriculum that they so desperately need. Um, as we know, teachers are grossly underpaid and um, grossly underappreciated by, by some. I think people are learning really quickly how important uh, teachers are right now, though. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of homeschooling going on where I think teachers are getting ready to uh, suspend their, their own children. Um, <laughs> so my mother was a, uh, an educator for 30 plus years, and my business partner's wife is currently a teacher of 15 years uh, in Miami. Uh, him and I were working on another project. We were working on a subscription box that we had, 
And we were trying to expand uh, the subscription model into other, it was a fitness-based uh, subscription box. Uh, we were looking to go into other modalities, other sports like tennis, golf, surfing. And with each new box, we wanted to apply, obviously, um, a, like a philanthropic component to it that resonated with that specific sports kind of customer base. So surfing may have been some ocean conservation or something like that. And he, in the middle of a, a, a meeting with investors, blurted out, um, you know who needs help the most? Teachers. He's like, I get my credit card bill every month, and I see how much money my wife spends on supplies. And I was like, oh, just keep quiet, and we'll talk about that later. And it just kind of it blossomed into an, an idea to create a, a platform for not just crowdfunding, but to also um, downloadable curriculum and other tools and, and, and free tools as well. And then we wanted to expand that uh, into a charity piece as well called Cool with Cares, um, which will be uh, kind of our Tom's model, if you will, where we, for every uh, box of supplies we provide for a classroom, we, we'll donate a, a box as well. Oh, that's really cool. And then um, plan B or phase two, rather, of that whole um, of that this project was to provide customized school kits to um, basically for the students. We realized there's 25 times, 20 to 25 times the amount of students than there are teachers. So we knew that was a much bigger market, but we wanted to start with the teachers. That was a, a group that we knew better. Um, but because of everything that's happened recently with uh, everyone doing uh, the virtual learning and at-home learning, it was an opportunity for us to kind of move that to the front of the, the house, if you will, and make this a priority for us. So we are uh, signing up quite a bit of schools. Uh, we've created customized school kits uh, based on the supply needs of that school. And then obviously we, we uh, market that to the parents. So the parents, it's convenience for them. They don't have to leave their house. They don't have to go to the store, especially right now. Um, and then we, we work with the schools and we create a fundraising component out of it. So, um, you know, we buy the, the supplies at, a, at an extreme discount and we pass uh, savings on to the parents as well as a piece of that goes back to the school itself. To the school itself. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a great concept. And, you know, we talked briefly. So, you know, we just launched our uh, books, bucks, and backpack, backpack campaign. campaign. Yeah. Can't even get that out right. Um, and so, and that was, you know, I love the whole supply concept. Um, this was about the educational material, right? And getting out literacy, uh, particularly for us, our mission, financial literacy, and then reading literacy and healthcare literacy as well, because there's so many partners who wanted to jump on board with, with that. And so I love this. And so I know you and I will talk about ways to maybe uh, find some synergy there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a perfect fit. It's funny, when I was actually looking, uh, doing my research on you, actually, some more, I saw the, the uh, campaign that you guys were doing. I thought it was a perfect fit. Yeah. And so, you know, this and it's the same thing. It's about bringing that educational material and knowledge into every household. And I don't think there's ever been a time that talking about financial literacy and teaching financial literacy could be more important than today, right? Um, people are receiving checks. Somebody told me the other day they received direct deposits from the government of $4,000 within two days. So what happens, right? Sometimes yep. what happens is we spend it in the wrong ways. Yep, exactly um, how do we help these families as they're getting this government money? And then how do we help them when that government funding goes away? Yep, right. Yeah, exactly right. So we're, we're running into the same problem owning restaurants. We've got some people that are getting a little comfortable with some of the money that they're getting right now in support and relief. And and listen, I think it's great that they're getting it. I think everybody needs it right now. It's, it's mm -hmm. this is, I've never seen it in my lifetime. Um, 
So, you know, it's great they're going to be bring up a great point. Like, you know, not going to be here forever. Uh, I hope a lot of them don't just go below it. And, you know, I've already seen a few people buying new bikes and new fancy things that are already living well beyond their means to begin with. So I, I just hope that there's more tools and resources what, like what you're providing um, yeah. to do that. And it's funny, I'm working with, talk about serial entrepreneur, I'm working with a, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, on a potential virtual boot camp for restaurateurs specifically to help them navigate these waters as well. Because some of these restaurants are getting hundreds of thousands of dollars and they've got zero idea how to spend it, the legalities behind it, the loopholes, um, you know, so it's extremely important. Education is always the key. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Knowledge is, is power in, in my opinion. So I love Kula Crate um, and Kula Cares. Um, let's talk about the restaurants. Um, you are Kapow Noodle up there in Palm Beach County. Um, hopefully eventually when this is all over, you'll bring it down to Broward because I love, love the concept and, and the food. And so talk a little bit about the restaurant business, how it's being affected, and then what you did to go back to my P word, right? What you did to pivot during this. Because I think it's um, Yeah, so Kapow Noodle Bar, we have two locations, Meisner Park and uh, Clematis Street um, in West Palm Beach. We are part of the Subculture Restaurant Group, which has 17 locations from Jupiter all the way to Miami Beach. Um, you know, we laid off over 650 employees when this all came to a head. Um, we have a, uh, a kind of a mix of everything from a couple of nightclubs to some cafes and uh, coffee coffee places to new American restaurants in Delray Beach, Asian concepts. Uh, Dubliner Irish Pub is also ours in Meisner Park. Um, so, you know, a lot of really familiar places. So when we had to shut all of those down, uh, you know, at 5 p.m. on St. Patrick's Day, that was kind of when it all took place, uh, we realized that something really drastic had to take place because something bad was about to happen. Um, a lot of us still haven't kind of the, the tail end of this. Um, My son wanted to point out to me that it was his birthday today. So happy birthday. <laughs> well, it says happy birthday. <laughs> Sorry about that interruption. No, that's awesome. Happy birthday. Um, I wish it was my birthday today. Um, yeah, you know, we, we realize that, that um, our industry would get hit really bad. You know, a lot of these are, are younger folks that are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, they're in college. They've got a lot of other things that they're kind of already stretched. Um, the other thing we noticed, too, is that, you know, we a lot of people in the industry date and marry people from the industry as well. A lot of them go on to other careers. So that you have like full households that are, have been you know affected by this where both incomes are, are gone right away. So my partner, Rodney, I can't take any credit for this, immediately like jumped to action, realized that we had to kind of pivot uh, to your point. Um, so we created a nonprofit called hospitalityhelpinghands.org. And we set up uh, one of our restaurants and we converted immediately to serve nourishing meals seven days a week to out of work hospitality workers. Um, obviously, as it's all trickled down into other industries, We've opened up five of our locations to serve um, up to 2,000 meals per location a day. So we're up to over 10,000 meals a day out of five locations, no questions asked. Um, so it's not just out of work hospitality people, it's anybody that needs it. They just drive up, uh, tell us how many meals they need that day. They get them, they drive away. Um, and we're also working with a lot of uh, community organizations as well. They've been hit extremely hard. Uh, volunteers, uh, you know, are staying home, so that they, they're very limited with what they can do. So we're we're probably providing half of those meals to other local charity organizations within each community. 
Right. I love it. Wow, that is. And with that, you're putting people to work. Yeah, that's right. right. Been that got worked off maybe are working in the charity. Yes. So we've been able to put uh, well over, I think it were up to over 80 people back to work, uh, mostly in the back of the house positions. Um, you know, it's a skilled labor. So um, they're back there cooking meals from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day out of these locations. And, and we're also trying to navigate what we're going to do next. You know, are we going to open? When are we going to open? Uh, who's on first? You know, it's kind of like. And that was going to be my next question, right? So they were showing Starbucks, which reopened this week, right? Uh, in a lot of places. And they had the tables taped off where you could only sit every third table, yeah. that sort of thing. So are you starting to think about that plan? Yeah, we've opened a couple of our restaurants and we're actually splitting our time with the, the charity work. Um, so we're still providing meals. We come early in the morning, we prep a couple of thousand meals. Uh, we get them ready for distribution. And then we've opened Kapow in Meisner. We've opened up Dada and Delray Beach um, and Lost Weekend uh, up on Clamata Street. So we've opened those three locations, open to takeout and delivery um, uh, this week. So we just started two days ago on Monday. We're, we're three days in. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we were talking prior to this, and it's just trying to navigate all the information and misinformation that's out there. Um, we want to provide a very safe, clean environment. I think customer confidence is going to be extremely important for our industry moving forward. I think it's going to be a long time, unfortunately, for us to fully recover. But I will say uh, what I'm getting now is not this doom and gloom where it was a month ago where, um, you know, it was it's still bad. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm feeling a really, really positive sense of resilience from a lot of people, you have landlords, um, you know, we're in, we're in some major centers that are owned by huge corporations like uh, Brookfield and uh, they're stepping up every, every possible opportunity. They're looking for ways to get creative to help us. Um, you know, they're talking about only allowing restaurants to open up 25%, like you thought you said. Um, so they're, they're uh, considering shutting down the street in Meisner Park mm -hmm. to allow us to have more seating. So, you know, it's really awesome when you're, you're really seeing everyone from the city all the way down to your landlord and everyone else just rally behind ways to help um, get things back to somewhat of a normal uh, business operation. Yeah, I heard they were thinking of doing that here in Broward on Los Olas as well. And, yeah. and it makes sense. I mean, that's such such a great way yeah. to open up some outdoor seating, which I think people will feel more comfortable with at first. So, um, but yeah, and so it's it's difficult because you're, mm -hmm. you're juggling a lot of, uh, priorities, right? Keeping your workers safe, keeping your guests safe, um, creating that confidence, as you said, and that and that safety, that feeling of safety. So it's not going to be easy uh, for any of us, but I think you're right. I think, look, we have two ways to look at this. We can go doom and gloom, yep. or we can be hopeful, yep. and we can pull together and truly help each other. And so what I hear um, absolutely being uh, lived in you, but in you and your partner and your organization is servant leadership, right? And serving others during this time. And, and I love that. Um, and so I commend you for that. Um, we, uh, by the way, Junior Achievement, um, you've probably never been there, but we have J World, which is a 60,000 square foot facility right off the turnpike. Uh, and we serve through Delray Beach, students through Delray Beach. So if you decide you want to expand your, your hospitality happening hands a little bit more south, yeah. we'd be happy. We have a full catering kitchen at J World. Oh, wow. Um, and huge outdoor areas, right, indoor areas where we could help with distribution. So we would be happy to partner. I think there's definitely some synergy for our organizations. That's fantastic. Um, 
because we are actually doing some some work and serving some charity organizations in Broward. So there, there could be a massive opportunity for us. Yeah, we would. We have we have said it to everybody we can. We are happy to help, and one of the ways we can help is by providing the kitchen. Um, and we thought the same thing. Maybe we could put some chefs to work, mm -hmm. right? If we opened up the kitchen and used it for distribution. So happy to talk about that offline. Um, yeah. If that's something you're we're, interested we're, in. Just to, to, to your point, like we're a day or two away from Meisner Park making a decision that they're going to have to open back up to, to all their other tenants. Um, and we have lines of cars kind of going down the road looking for meals. So we're going to have to find a, a place to go um, to, to distribute these meals. So that certainly will be a need that we're going to have to address really soon. Yeah. And, and I mean, hopefully, I mean, because we're located right off the turnpike, mm -hmm. as long as people have some form of, of transportation, right. right, it's pretty easy to get in and out of. So um, so so we'll talk offline. So we talk. This is called Recipe for Success for a Reason. And boy, I can't wait to, to see your recipe that you turn in because each of our leaders, and I hope it's something from Kapow or one of the restaurants, but- um, Actually not, it was, it's one of my favorite meals I make at home. It's braised Mediterranean chicken thighs. But. Ooh, that sounds good. By the way, I've tried some of the recipes that people are, that some of the leaders that are on the show are giving us. I did a short rib one uh, the other day from Kim Swears and I was like, wow, this is really good. So. Yeah. Oh, and I'm cooking a lot, so it's good. I'm getting some recipes for me. Yeah. But just for those who are watching, the idea of the recipes was that you share your recipe for success, right? But also share a recipe, and we kind of put that together in a in a cookbook at some point. So, so let's talk a little bit about those recipes for success. Obviously, serving others is part of your recipe. Yep. Um, talk a little bit about um, what would you say is your main ingredient to success. Um, I think for me, it's it's always, um, you know, I, I lead with conviction for one. I'm very passionate about every project I, I dive into. Um, and most of these entrepreneurial escapades or, or rabbit holes I go down uh, are because it's something I'm extremely passionate about and I do feel it can solve, solve real problems. But I think my main recipe for me has always been just putting a, a phenomenal team and surrounding myself with the right people. Uh, I've I'm I, I'm not that smart. I'm not that gifted. I you know I don't think I have good ideas, but I have always surrounded myself with phenomenal phenomenal people that are far more talented and far more um, intelligent than I am. And I, I just would say my team, the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, boy, that is so true. You know, we have an award at JA called the Swing Award, and the Swing Award is really about crew, right? So if you know anything about the sport crew, it's eight mm -hmm. people rowing right, in synchronization, right? So it's having all the right rowers, all the right team members on that team rowing in the right direction, right, in the same direction. Yep. Uh, and so I love that. Um, I love that ingredient, and I think it's critical to to our teams uh, and to our organizations, right? Um, I've, been eating, I've been eating a little too much uh, while uh, on lockdown, so I don't think you want me as the coxswain of the, of the crew boat there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little too big for the... the to, to, well, I lost it, so you must have gained it. Yeah, um, but we will definitely touch base offline. Well, you are um, one motivational, inspirational guy um, and your Thank team. You. The things that you're doing, I love how you have just, you know, said we're going to create something different, something helpful and do what we do best and bring it to the community uh, and and put people to work at the same time, which is our core mission as well. So thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, oh, thank, thank you for having me. Um, 
we're going to talk more offline, I know for sure. Um, but this was great. Uh, and I really enjoyed getting to know you. Mom. So you, you too. So thank you. And thank so you. Patrick's about to bite into an Italian sub. Oh, that sounds good. I want to come visit the restaurant. So as soon as they open, let me know and we will get the word out there. You know, we do a big event called Uncorked. And every year uh, it's in January, the end of January, we feature restaurants are all out there. So um, hopefully we'll find other ways to get the word out there and uh, get Kapow up here in Broward. So well, I'm um, optimistic and that will that will take place. That event will happen. Me too. Me right. too. So thank you, Vaughn. You stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll talk to you offline. And thanks for being with me today. Happy birthday, buddy. (laughs) Happy birthday, Patrick. And thanks, everyone, for watching another episode of Recipe for Success. If you are interested in Kula Crate or in uh, Hospitality Helping Hands, right? go online or in the uh, Books, Bucks, and Backpacks campaign, please check them all out on JA's uh, uh, website and on Hospitality Helping Hands website. Bye, everybody, and stay healthy and stay safe. Take care.